0: All right, we're going to go ahead and begin. Thank you again for uh, coming to the class. And as always, my prayer and hope is that the Holy Spirit does his work in here. And we are brought to a place of understanding and then obviously to a place of doing the work that God has called us to do. So again, the class is Greater Works. So if you had signed up for a different class, this is not it. So this is Greater Works, and last week we touched on um, miracles, and um, I'm going to do this because I know that we're going to have plenty of time for this next class because you're getting a double session of it. You've got this as a class on tongues, and then Pastor Josh is preaching on tongues, so I don't want to over-tongue you. So. Are there any questions with regards to uh, what we talked about last week? I know I had one because I didn't complete this. Uh, We talked about man, and we talked about faith, and we talked about God in terms of us being able to see miracles. And somebody said they were in a bad place over here. So they're certainly in a bad place over here, and they still saw the miracles of God. So how does that work since they're in a bad place? Does anybody want to answer that? I'm in a bad place, um, running away from God, not caring, so I don't have faith, but I still saw God do miracles in my life. Does anybody want to take that or answer that? What could...
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I would give the credit for that.
0: That would be. Okay. You know, even though we would think of ourselves, right? So we feel we're running from God, so I feel I'm running from God to God, even though I feel I've lost my faith in God, he's never lost his faith in me. He's his word that he will never leave me, he will never leave me. Right. Right. That's good. Anyone else? Okay. So sometimes he gives us a miracle to help us with our faith. Okay. Anybody else want to tackle that? Before. There you go. The eyes of the Lord search to and fro. Right. Right. To see or to find an uprighteous person. Remember the parable of the paralytic. And they opened up the roof. And they dropped the man through him. And the Lord saw whose faith? Right. Not the paralytic's faith. But their faith. And the man was made whole. He didn't request the healing necessarily. They did on his behalf. Okay. Has anybody ever been woken up in the middle of the night to pray for someone? Okay, right? That's, that's, that's key. That's important. So God can stir up for this to still happen in this sequence. And again, I'm put here that God is sovereign. So even though I'm trying to explain a pattern, my explanation of this pattern does not supersede the sovereignty of God. God is still sovereign and he will do what he is going to do, whether I explain it perfectly or not. And I think that's important for us to understand from here on forward or with any teacher that you face, that they're only a teacher and they can only go so far. And you have to have your personal relationship with God in order for you God to open up revelation to you. So what I'm doing is giving you tokens I'm giving you tokens, and then you can use those tokens as a guide for God to open up more of your understanding or for God to go, eh, Tom, I might have missed it a little bit there because this is how I said, which is fine. But at the end of the day, I want you to be able to study things for yourself. So this equation for me still remains because God will still use men. God still wants to use us. And so that's why you're woken up in the middle of the night to pray for somebody. And that's somebody you might never get in touch with. And even more so, somebody might have woken up to pray for you and they don't even know who you are. Because God stirred them up, woke them up, because he wanted to do something in your life. Okay? So, that equation still remains. Okay, now, today, we are talking about tongues. Did we pray yet? I don't think so. Okay, let's pray. Father, just thank you in the name of Jesus for this class. And I just pray that your presence is here And I thank you that you guide us. This is your word we're looking into. It's not the word of men. We're looking into your word so that we can find where you're at, what you would have us know, and how you would have us live out this life. I thank you and praise you for each each and every single person here because you have brought them here. And there's a hunger in us to get closer to you, to get to a place of understanding that we can live out the life you have called us to live. Thank you that you call us to greater works in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so so far Tommy has been checking the homework. I think he only saw that somebody uh, did their homework, just one person. Okay, so we would love to hear from you. We would love to interact with you. We're changing things up where we actually interact with you when you do your homework. So please send your homeworks to discipleshipatnewsongpeople.com and we'll be looking at that. And if you have any questions, please do so also and we will also look at that. So I'm meeting with him on a regular basis so that we can work together on that. And some good things might happen when you do your homework. Okay? Just just saying. Some Some good things might happen. Okay. Alright, so... So I... okay, Shh. <laughs> I grew up um, in a Baptist church back home. And the Baptist church I grew up in is not at all like how what I found the Baptist Church to be like here. Um, we used to call ourselves Bapticostal because we believed in the move of the Holy Spirit and the working of the Holy Spirit. And so, there's something that we used to say, and I think most of you, if you've had some uh, influence with Christian living or in church life, you probably know this. We would say, God is good. And then, all the time. Okay. So, this is the first thing that I want us to look at that God is good. If God is good, does he give good things or good gifts? Does he give bad gifts at all? Okay. So his gifts are good. Okay? The next where do tongues come from? I'm going to try that one more time. Where do tongues come from? Okay. Okay. You're okay if you use God, Holy Spirit, same thing, right? So that means tongues. Tongues come from God, and they're a gift, and that gift is, is good. Okay? Now, the next framework that I'm going to work in is, is it possible to make a fake thing out of something that does not exist? Like, for instance, can I have a fake $30 dollar This is the difference between the sermon and this. This is why I love this more than I love that. It's so fun. It's exciting. If I make a $30 bill, is it fake? Okay. Can I make a fake shoot? Okay. Here's what's important for us to understand. God is... Is Satan a creator? Okay? So the only creator is? Okay. So if God is the one who creates... And God is the one who gives good gifts. That means anything that is made outside of God or with the things that God already created are either a counterfeit of what God created or it's out of the wisdom that God has given somebody to make out of what he has already created. So if God created or gave tongues, the only way that the devil can counteract tongues is to deceive with something fake. You cannot have a fake $21 bill because it doesn't exist. It's a toy, just you have just made a $21 bill. It's actually not fake because of the fact that there is nothing original against it. Are we together? Okay, we together. Is everybody okay with what I just said? Kay? You cannot make a fake $21 bill or a fake $30 bill because everybody's going to know that this doesn't exist. This is not a thing. It's the same thing as me giving you a paper with a, my kids drawing on it and telling you this is currency, and I give it to you, and I say, yeah, now give me your car because this is valuable. right?" You're going to know that it's it's not because that is not what currency is. So the thing that the devil does we know that tongues are good because they come from God, and we have agreed that God gives good gifts. But because of the workings of the devil and the misunderstanding of men, there's been a h- gross manipulation of the gift to which men have shunned the gift and thrown the baby out with the bathwater. So there is a whole lot of weird and a whole lot of fake out there when it comes to tongues, which has caused quite a division in different churches and, um, what are they called? Thank you. And different denominations when it comes to tongues. But we are working from this premise that God is good, God gives good gifts, and that tongues came from God. So, yes. They're the same. Yes, I'm saying they're the same. Yeah, yeah, they are the, I, I'm, I'm working on the premise that they are the same, okay, that you cannot make, if somebody comes in here and said, God gives you the gift of killing, okay, we're going to know that that's not true, because it's not consistent with who God is, and God gives good gifts, but I can come here, and I can start saying, hey, I am going to practice uh, healing, And people can very well be healed, but it is not always through God that people are healed. Do you understand that? Does everybody accept that premise? Things can happen, like healing or miracles or things like that. They can happen, but they can happen without God. Does everybody understand what I mean by that? Okay, so I'm going to have to explain this they came to jesus at the end and he said go away from me because i know you not and what was the response did we not perform miracles in your name do you remember that scripture did we not perform miracles in your name did we not do great works in your name did we not do healing in your name but he said to them what go away from me i knew you not so which means that he was not a part of what was happening let me tell you being an african has its privileges people can go to a witch doctor and get healing but that healing comes at a price okay if if you if you who, who's, who went with us to Mexico? Is anybody in here? Okay. Do you remember those shrines that we we're seeing? And people will go to those shrines and make a deal with the devil to get healing or to get money or to get all those things. So these things that are good that God gives, they can be a counterfeit of it or something that the devil is trying to do which is similar to it, which is why people will go in that direction and not come to the Lord for it. The blessing of the Lord makes rich, but he adds no sorrow to it, okay? It's very important that we agree on this premise because if we don't agree on this premise, then I got a lot more work to do, <laughs> okay? But we have to agree on this premise that the things of God can happen. We even talked about it uh, in, in our previous class where Moses' rod turned into a snake and the charlatans did the same thing. Okay but that was not God, that was a counterfeit that was fake, and we have to understand that that exists that the devil is going to try to deceive the Bible says even the elite of God. so are you with me? okay, Jessica's burning up. Could you please turn down the air if possible okay. and okay. Right. So you know it's now recorded in eternity that your name is on this recording. (laughs) So anybody listens to this crash will know you were in here. Okay? So are we okay with my with that premise before we proceed? Okay. All right. Annie, I need you to go to our verse. Mark chapter sixteen, verses seventeen and eighteen. So we want to find out what God wanted to do with tongues. And I'm gonna spend the majority of this class on one end because mm-hmm. what Pastor Josh is gonna cover on his sermon is what I believe is another end. It's, it's, it's the same thing and I'll, I'll explain what I mean by that. Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: And these, I'm not on, am I on? Yes, you are. Okay. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will drive out demons, they will speak in new tongues, they will pick up snakes. If they should drink anything deadly, it will not harm them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will get well.
0: Okay, so upon reading that verse, Mark chapter 16, Jesus says, these what? Okay, will follow those who believe. So if you believe, there is a sign. And remember we talked about in, in, with, with with miracles and and, and and wonders. We said they're there to confirm or to say that this person or this witness is a person of God to prove God's kingdom and his power. So the sign of a believer is that they will speak in new tongues. Now, why is it important that believers speak in tongues? And this is what I want us to do. This is what I want you to, 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 to work with me on. There is praying in tongues, and I'm going to differentiate it just for our understanding, Don't throw stones yet. There is praying in tongues and speaking in tongues. I'm separating the two. Praying in tongues and speaking in tongues. I'm separating the two. They don't necessarily have to be separated like that because when Paul writes, it's almost like he's interchanging them. Okay? But I'm separating them for our understanding. Okay? So what I'm talking about is speaking in tongues versus praying in tongues. You following me? Okay. So he says, these signs will follow those who believe they will speak in a new tongue. Why is this important? And Jesus is the one who's just said this to his disciples. Why is it important that they speak in a new tongue? Because they themselves are a new person. Is that what you said? Okay. Okay, new believer. Okay, anyone else? Tongues is the stamp or the Holy Spirit is the stamp. The tongue is the evidence that you have the Holy Spirit who is the step. Okay. Anyone else? Okay. Look at you, Emily. Okay. Okay. Signs, wonders, miracles, all these things. One point that I want you to remember, that I want you to walk with as you, walk through this journey of trying to figure out how this all works what is the holy spirit going to do what is he what is he going to make known in john chapter 14 what is he going to make known the truth and he is going to point to jesus okay so he's not going to elevate himself the holy spirit doesn't elevate himself what he does is he points to jesus So in your dealing with anything to do with the supernatural, here's your key. If it does not point back to Jesus or exalt Jesus, then you must question where it is coming from. Okay? You must question where it is coming from. When you are praying in tongues, all these things that you have said over here, praying in tongues is going to edify you because you are the believer. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 14, and we're going to go there. You are going to edify yourself. But what I want us to see is they will speak in a new tongue is also fulfilled and being fulfilled when we go to Acts chapter 2. In Acts chapter 2, Annie, get ready. In Acts chapter 2, the stage is set. To where the Holy Spirit has not been given to men in this way before. He has not been given to men in this way before. If you go back into the Old Testament, when people came to where there was the presence of the Holy Spirit, they did not speak in tongues. What did they do? They prophesied. Okay? They prophesied. But now it is the establishment of a new kingdom a new dispensation, a new way of doing things. And so God is about to do something he has not done before, which is break the barrier of being just a Jewish way of living and break into the Gentile nations. So in order to break into the Gentile nations, faith comes by and hearing the word of God, that means I need to hear the gospel in my language. I need to understand it in my language that I might follow. Because if I don't understand it in my language, then I'm not going to have a grasp of what God is trying to do and who God is. So in Acts chapter 2, they're told to wait for the promise that the Father has sent. And then there is a shaking of the room and then tongues of fire. And then when that happens... Annie, start from there, where your finger is. (coughs) Go from verse 1.
2: When the day of Pentecost had arrived, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like that of a violent rushing wind came from heaven, and it filled the whole house where they were staying. They saw tongues like flames of fire that separated and rested on each of them. Then they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in different tongues as the Spirit enabled them.
0: Keep going. Okay. Stop right there waiting for the board to be wow. clear. <laughs> if I if I don't have a board I'll stop preaching and we don't need that. Okay. So tongues as Okay, so they began to speak in tongues as the Holy Spirit gave utterance, right? So tongues, Greek word is glosa, which translates to language, nation, a distinction, Of a nation is the language that they speak. Right? When you go to England, even though they speak English, the distinction of that tone tells you where they're from. If you go to France, they speak French, the distinction of where they're from. Okay? So they began to speak in tongues, they began to speak in glossa, which means they began to speak in languages of other nations. And there were devout Jews from so many different places that were there because the order was you will preach the gospel in Judea and Samaria and to the utmost ends of the earth. And so now we've got all these people from different parts of the earth that have come onto the scene. And then the Holy Spirit is the one who then gives utterance. I have a question on that. Who planned this whole thing? Right. The disciples didn't go, hey, we need to spread the gospel. So, you know what we need to do? We need to figure out how to speak these people's languages. So, let's pray and ask the Holy Spirit to give us a language that we might then begin to spread this gospel. The whole thing that's happening in Acts is not planned by men, but planned by God. What is required of men for this whole thing to happen is obedience. Because all he said to them was, tarry a little until the promise comes which means if i leave that room at day 47 i get to miss day 50 and i will not be a participant of what god is doing at that moment so what is required for you and i to have the utterance of speaking in tongues as in preaching or ministering the gospel is my obedience which means that i cannot just decide to manufacture it Are you following me? The Holy Spirit gives utterance and the Holy Spirit leads. As many as are led by the Holy Spirit, they are the sons of God. Daughters of God. Led by the Holy Spirit. So I cannot manufacture it. God has to lead me and then the Holy Spirit has to give utterance and what's required of me is obedience. Are you tracking with me? Okay. So, what I want to do, I'm trying to remove the mysticism of things here. Because sometimes, because things are in the spirit, mystical, we shun and we run away from them. So, I'm trying to put a little bit of a dash of logic to help us really understand the spiritual. Okay? So, what's required of me is obedience. So, which means if the Holy Spirit is calling you, to do something or to minister something out of that all you have to do is to be obedient and when you're obedient then that can happen okay so the holy spirit gives utterance and they speak in languages of different nations and what were they doing any continue reading
2: now there were jews straying, staying in jerusalem devout people from every nation under heaven When the sound occurred, a crowd came together and was confused because each one heard them speaking in his own language. They were astounded and amazed, saying, "Look, aren't all these speaking all are all these who are speaking Galileans? How is it that each of us can hear them in our own native language?" Keep going.
0: Yep. Uh.
2: Parthians, Medes. You can skip the names. Oh, thank you. Um. Visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the magnificent acts of God in our own tongues. Okay, stop.
0: Okay, so when they were speaking in tongues, what does Acts tell us they were saying? What were they declaring? Open book test, right? Okay, they were declaring the magnificent acts acts of God, and the people who were listening in their own native language could hear the magnificent acts of God, right? Now, why are they talking about the magnificent acts of God? Because signs and miracles do what? They prove God's and God's, okay? So now they're talking and they're declaring the magnificent acts of God to prove God's kingdom and to prove God's power and also to prove that these men are sent of God. And then now there is confusion that is happening around there as these people are talking, there's confusion, okay? Who is the author of confusion? Okay. Okay. So that means Satan all of a sudden realizes this party is going on that God has already set up and is trying to cause confusion as to what is going on and then some people then try to deduce what is happening of God. Let me tell you something. You cannot deduce the acts of God or what God is doing. It has to come to you by revelation. It has to come to you by revelation. Deduction is not revelation. Revelation... Means God opens it up and He sees and He la- allows you to see what is going on. Okay, who remembers those who are with us are more than those that are against us? Right, the servant of Elijah could not see and was afraid, and God revealed it. Right. So again, that's a very key thing here for you to determine and see what God is doing. It's going to be revealed to you. You cannot mathematically deduce it. And so they deduce it and they say, this is drunkenness. Because there's nothing else that can cause man to just babble except the good old red, red wine. Right? That was their deduction. And then what happens? To dispel confusion, what does Peter do? He rises up, but he does so in the power of? Okay. So to remove confusion, if we are wanting to remove confusion of tongues, we have to heavily rely on the Holy Spirit. We have to heavily rely on the Holy Spirit in order to remove the confusion of tongues. And what Peter does when he gets up and he speaks to put everything in order, what, who does the sermon point to? Thank you, Annie. It points to Jesus. Okay? It points to Jesus. And that's what I want you to see. Again, we're going to touch on praying in tongues. I want just to see on the speaking in tongues aspect. That it has to lead to an an understanding or knowledge of Jesus. And the Bible says how many? 3,000 were saved that day as a result of what happened on the day of Pentecost. Are you following me? There to exalt Jesus, not self. Okay, right, Annie. Can you now go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14? Stop. You're gonna probably read the whole thing, so just oh. start from the first part. I have no idea where we're gonna stop.
2: Okay.
0: Uh, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts,
2: and especially that you may prophesy. For the person who speaks in another tongue is not speaking to people, but to God.
0: Okay, stop. Did I spell pursue right? Okay. Yeah. Pursue love. I'm going to ask you to do something for me, Annie. I'm going to ask you to jump and read verse 22.
2: Speaking in other tongues, then, is intended as a sign, not for believers, but for unbelievers, while prophecy is not for unbelievers, but for believers. Okay,
1: stop.
0: All right, why would Paul say tongues is for the unbeliever and prophecy is for the believer? Anyone want to take that? Yes.
1: The believer will believe. I mean, the unbeliever will believe that it's from God. The okay. prophecy is so that we can be edified, that we can be encouraged. Okay,
0: did you all catch that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I believe so. <laughs> All right. We defined, I'm going to put it back here. I'm going to put in parentheses, nations. Okay. So, change... Put that there. Does that make sense? Language, words, to point to Jesus is for the unbeliever. Which is why he's saying when you get up to declare in tongues publicly, you should not do so unless there is an interpreter. And he says, if y'all get up, you're going to read it, Annie, so don't worry, you're going to get it. Okay. He says, when y'all get up and all of us in here just start going off in tongues and an unbeliever walks in, they're going to say, y'all are. Okay. Because of the same thing is that that speaking in tongues without the interpretation The reason they're going to call you crazy, if the people got confused as to what was happening, imagine if somebody walks in here and there's so many different languages that they cannot understand, obviously they're going to call it crazy. So which means he's saying that as you're speaking in tongues, it has to have order. Because God is a God of order. So you have to do it in order. And the reason why you want to do it in order is so that God can accomplish what he wants to do. It's not for me. It's for the unbeliever. Are you following me? Okay. Now, we have heard people speaking in tongues, and there can be a confusion on that because it sounds like it's babbling or it sounds like it's gibberish. Okay, but what I what I want us to look at here is his first command, his first instruction on the matter is to pursue love. Why would he say that? He didn't say pursue tongues. He said pursue love, but desire spiritual gifts, especially prophecy. So we're to pursue love, but we're to desire the gifts. Anybody want to crack that one? Okay, relationship. Okay, you said love is the greatest commandment? Okay, elaborate. Okay. Okay. Okay, yes. Okay, right, You, you were saying something? they will know you by your love. Okay, so all of what you said, this is very key and very important. If I'm prophesying or I'm speaking in tongues and I'm not doing it out of love, the Bible says I'm a resounding gong. So if I'm doing it to show that, hey, I know more tongues than you, and it has nothing to do with, this is the speaking. Again, I want you to separate this in your in your mind. I'm talking about speaking, not praying yet. Speaking in tongues. If I am doing it and I'm not doing it in a place of love, then it is going to yield nothing. And ladies and gentlemen, I personally, I'm in my opinion box. My teacher used to say, I'm in my opinion box. So at this point, y'all can stone me because it's my opinion. I believe this is where the biggest problem lies with the misconception of tongues because there is no love. Because remember, we said tongues is a sign. And remember our example? If I see a sign of the Grand Canyon and I stop by the sign and I just want to make it bigger and fleshier and brighter and camp there, I'm actually missing out on what I need to go and see. So which means when I speak in tongues, I am trying to be a, to point people to Jesus. That is the purpose of why we speak in tongues. The vested authority of tongues comes not from men but comes from the Holy Spirit. We're talking about supernaturally here. Comes not from men, but comes from the Holy Spirit. So this is the confidence that I want you to have. Why would we go on a mission trip to Mexico where we don't speak Spanish? You go on a mission trip in France, but you don't speak French. You go on a mission trip to any place in the world, but you don't speak the language, okay? God can give you the ability to speak that language supernaturally if he needs you to, but you can also learn that language in order to bring the understanding of the gospel. So when we're corporately praying, the reason why then Paul says, okay, I've switched gears, speaking, now I'm talking about praying. When we're corporately praying, Right, and you read, and you said, "He who speaks in tongues speaks to God, and that is praying." Okay, now the two different schools of thought. I told you I grew up in a Baptist church. Okay, so there's some real Baptists in there too. The rest of us were Bapticostals, and they had a problem with let's all pray, and all of us just go for it. Right? Somebody's screaming, "Hallelujah!" Someone's going, oh, oh! I'm groaning, and somebody's doing something else in the corner, and somebody else is prostrating. A person's on their knees, and it's got this chaotic look to it. And they were like, mm. I, "I struggle to concentrate when you all start praying like that. I struggle to have my thoughts because this is loud, and I'm hearing." screams and yells and groans and some people are speaking in tongues and I don't understand what they're saying. So these perp- these people are believers. And so they're saying I'm having a problem with this. Okay? And then the counter came and said, "Well, you know, when we do it the old-fashioned way, and one person prays and everybody's quiet, I sleep. I doze off. My thoughts just go off and I start thinking about groceries before you know it, I'm catching some z's." Okay, so you can have your concentration and have your order and have the thing that you want that looks pleasant and neat and nice where you can think yourself through, but I struggle with that. Okay, so how do you bridge those two? How do you bridge that? Where does it make sense? And I, I, I want to hear your thoughts on that. Where does it make sense to you? And if you're one or the other, there's no judgment here, but where does it make sense to you in both places, in both areas. If you're the one who says, you know, I sleep, so I need to be going by myself in my little corner, you know, you be as loud as you can. It helps me if I'm also partaking in it. Or if you're the person who says, Yeah, I can't stand the loud, it just throws me off, okay? Which one is the way that God would intend for us? That this is the establishment class not a sermon. So you got to think through it. What are your thoughts? We're talking prayer. Like I said, I now switch gears. I'm now on the prayer side. Okay, okay, that's good. Okay, anyone else? It depends on who they're praying with. Believer, okay, so everybody in here was a believer. We're all believers, everybody's a believer here. We're gonna stop there. Everybody's a believer in this whole instance.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Okay. It's good. Yes. Um, the with all yeah, Yep, everyone's a j- just imagine this is church right here. So you're saying that if we're praying publicly and audibly, my tongue should not be heard by the next person. that should be. I believe so. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That opinion box. It's a safe box to be in. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. right mhm 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 Everybody's mm-hmm. worship right mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm 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 tracking. I'm with you. Yes. Okay. So in other words I'm in control of the tongues that I'm speaking, and but it's, it's not going to be over the right, so so I can stop, I can stop. It's not like the Holy Spirit has taken over me, and I don't have the ability to stop, right? Is that correct? Is that what you're saying, or you're saying something different? I concur in the fact that if you're operating in the gifts of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control are the things that will come about. So if I'm always operating in the gifts of the Spirit and we never get to see the fruit of the Spirit, then again, are we really pointing back to Jesus? Okay. All right. So anyone wants, else want to take that? Or do you want me to, to go now? Yes. break it down for me you just read this. script now break it down <laughs> well what what are you thinking here so when we're together uh-huh we, i'm talking about corporate i'm starting with corporate because corporate is where the whole thing gets messy this is where people have controversial stuff nobody cares about what i'm doing in my own room so corporate Let's, that's what we're talking about okay so corporate what you've just read uh-huh okay Yes. Okay. No, I see what you're saying. Yes, I've been waiting for you to speak. Okay. Okay. It's good. <coughs> right. 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 then you're now unstable in in all your ways. And you should expect nothing good now. Right. What is going to point to Jesus? Okay. Now, you do understand what I'm saying is, in a worship session or prayer, however way you want to call it, if there is a lot of, noise in other words like i said that person's praying over there this one's groaning that one's prostrate another one's kneeling another one's jumping up and down and then we've got the other scenario where it's led by one person so everybody's quiet and you take turns to pray for example or the person who's leading it then says okay james it's not your turn to pray and then so and so it's not your turn to pray and then they close it and they feel that that one has order My, my 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 question really was to say which one of the two is going to be evident that the Holy Spirit is there or that there's the presence of God in that particular place which one has quote and unquote order is really where I was getting to so one thing that we must understand okay is when you're in your service you are needing the presence of the Holy Spirit right? So if if your service, whatever it is that you're praying, whatever it is when you come together and you're wanting to pray, you're wanting the Holy Spirit to be your guide, okay? Because the Holy Spirit is the one who has been given to you to guide you into the places of truth, okay? The Bible says we know not how we ought to pray, right? But the Holy Spirit is one that's going to give us utterance. and We're going to touch on that a little bit more. So at the end of the day, If you talk to me and with the way I grew up, can't believe I'm about to go here. These are some of my private thoughts. Can I be in my opinion box again when I do this? Okay, I'm in my opinion box when I say this, okay? All right, you're the first to hear this one, okay? Okay, so in Zimbabwe, let me put it this way. I put it this way: Okay, in Zimbabwe, a man committed adultery in his home. So we're called to the scene. Hey, this is what the man of the house did, and so we got to figure out what was go, what's going to happen. We want to save the marriage, but we want to get this thing taken care of because we don't want this to come about again. In that moment, if I said, if we said, okay, let's hold hands, let's pray. God, we just pray the Holy Spirit is present here. It helps this man to live out the life that you've called him. We pray that if this is a spirit that has caused this to happen, that it goes in the name of Jesus, that he never has to experience this again. We pray your love to rest upon this home. Bless the wife, bless the children, bless him. Give him a conviction get deeper into your word that he may change his ways. Amen. That's okay. If you're doing it in Africa it's not gonna fly because of the mindset. Back in Zimbabwe people are in touch with spirituality. They don't shun away from it they believe in its existence. They might not believe in Jehovah God, but they believe in the existence of the supernatural and spirits. So, what we did was we anointed the house. Put oil on the windows and the doors. We took the sheets and we asked that they would burn them. They burned them and we said a prayer. And they believed that, yeah, that stuff now has been taken care of. Same prayer. Different mindsets. So when the Holy Spirit is doing order, he would do it within the culture with which you understand it. Because then if you come in to that same house and you say, listen, the prayer is enough, get over yourself, then fear remains, faithlessness remains, and that person is doomed to repeat it again. So you must understand the culture in which you are in to understand what order is. Where we come from, I come from, oh, it's just me here. Okay. Where I come from, during praise and worship, We don't dance enough. People dance because they will become dignified. Dance for the Lord, and people will dance, not provocatively, but they will dance. So when they come here, right, and that's the most that you're doing, chances are they're not going to stay because y'all don't get into it. It's easy then to say, what's so wrong with you? It's the same Jesus. You need to come here. This is how we do it. You know, it's, it, it, it it's, it's wrong if you don't understand the culture from which somebody is coming from. Because again, we're not trying to make everybody Zimbabwean or everybody American or everybody French or everybody English. We're building a kingdom culture in which God works within the culture that that person is in. People in Zimbabwe go to witch doctors. Not kind of, they do. People in Zimbabwe believe they are witches, and they are. It's not a, witch, what are you talking about, man? That doesn't exist, there's nothing like that. Now, obviously when I say that, it's kind of hyperbolic. I'm not saying that there's no Zimbabwean who thinks that, obviously they're there, but I'm telling you the general thought process within the country, is to believe in the spirit. Because if you look at, uh, in, in Zimbabwe, you've got a lot of ancestral worship that we inherited. So people understand it. So when you're dealing with that, and understanding that culture, and you bring somebody in who is now a believer, and they get to see people praying over here, and over there, and over there, and over there, and it's loud, they're gonna immediately connect And they're going to see that, okay, something is happening here. And there's a move of God that is happening here. Okay? Now, I said they're all believers. Okay? That's what I said. They're all believers. So somebody will get that. And you're, you're all correct. It's incumbent upon me to come in there and make a decision on how I'm going to be. Yielded to the Holy Spirit understand i'm saying okay I'm, I'm, I'm still in my opinion box yielded to the holy spirit because i believe that i can be in that environment because i understand it and experience the move of god i also believe i can go to a different culture where they're quiet where they want to take turns and understand and hear each other's praying and i believe i can be in that setting and still experience the holy spirit Because the Holy Spirit is not going to say, this is my thing, that ain't my jam. Because the Holy Spirit is going to be present in that place in as much as he's present in here. So when you now, now begin to pray out loud in tongues, and you are in a culture where people understand about praying in tongues, you can pray in tongues, but it is more expedient for you to only do so if there is an interpretation. Because... In as much as I am praying, he's praying over here, right? Let's bring it to a in, in language you all understand. We're all praying in English. He's over here and he's praying, Lord, I need you to break through for me in this situation. Lord, I need you to break through for me in that situation. And I'm over here and I am just praying for the nation. I'm praying for something different. We all can hear what each other is praying. But what he's praying is really nothing to do with me because he's asking God for himself. For his own personal breakthrough in whatever it is that he is experiencing. Do I really need to hear that? Because it's personal in a corporate area, depending on whoever is leading the prayer is leading us to do. Now, when he starts speaking in tongues, and I understand tongues and I hear his tongues. Like for instance, when you come to, um, to, to Wednesday prayer... And I kind of cross him because I like to walk and I pray and I hear him speaking in tongues. I'm not going to be offended because I'm a believer and I understand what he's doing for him. But then when you make declaration out loud, it is not going to edify anybody. No matter how loud you are, if there is no interpretation, it is not going to edify the body. Love then says, I want the body to be edified and not just myself. So therefore, when I'm praying in tongues amongst people, I'm cautious as to what I am doing because I don't want anybody to stumble. Are you following me? But then when I want to be audible, and here's the thing, when you want to be audible and you feel like, man, I really want to be audible and speak out loud, perhaps the Holy Spirit is saying, I need everybody to hear what you're saying. You go to whoever is leading that prayer and say, I have a tongue that I believe I possess And I need somebody to interpret. And then that person says, okay, somebody has a tongue here. Somebody wants wants to interpret. The Holy Spirit is not stupid. He will make things come together. And then you pray. Then the interpretation happens. And it's just as good as prophecy. And so that's what Paul is saying. So when we speak in tongues... Again, to the masses, to the unbeliever, it is believing that God has given me the ability to speak in a tongue so I can speak a language so that somebody can hear it because faith is not going to come by action. The Bible is clear. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So when they hear the word of God in their own language, then they can understand it because in the same vein as the gospel comes, the gospel comes to a culture. We're not trying to make everybody wear jackets and ties and suits and all that and have buildings. That's not the goal. The goal is for somebody to hear the gospel and upon hearing the gospel within their culture, understand how the thread of the kingdom can just cut across through their culture so that they live to the glory of God. But then if we insist on correcting culture which is something that you got to be careful of, if we insist on correcting culture, people will reject the gospel also. Because it will come off as though you're saying, my way or my culture is better than yours. The two differences that I have seen within the church in Zimbabwe and the church here. In Zimbabwe, you talk about Wednesday prayer. That's just Wednesday. It's every single day at lunchtime, people come wearing their suits, ties, and some are wearing their messenger boy outfits and you name it. And they fill the church and they pray. They pray. A guy will know, I have an interview for a job on Monday. I need a new shirt. I don't have the money to buy a new shirt. And they will come and they will pray for a new shirt there's no other way so there's this hunger that's displayed within the churches but poverty remains poverty remains poverty grows you come here and the reverse is true you almost have to bribe people to come and pray now we're going to have coffee on Wednesdays during prayer okay we're going to have donuts so that you can come and pray. Okay, 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 fine. We are going to stream it live so wherever you are, you can watch it and you can pray. How do we get you to pray? Why? Because if you want a shirt, you know what to do in order to get a shirt. You're going to get on Footsteps or some government program and you're going to get a shirt. Or you know there's so many faith-based or other-based places where you can go knock on the door and say, I have need, and they're going to give you. So why would you pray for a shirt? Because there's plenty. And this is what I need you to see. God is present in both places. God is present in both places. Where are we storing up our treasure? In heaven. moth and rust and thieves and all those other people cannot get to. You've got to live this life recognizing that the thing you are building is not a thing that is tangible to hold with your hand. Because where is the kingdom of God? It's in me. It's in you. And we want the kingdom of God to expand. That means we want the next guy to have the kingdom in him. And them. And her. And we must do so within this culture with the challenges that this culture faces. And the gospel is adequate enough to do so. We must do the same in Zimbabwe. And the gospel is adequate enough to do so. So when you're operating in these greater works, that's what we're talking about. You've got to understand that what you're really trying to do is not just be showy or to not act as though God is only here if I speak in tongues. Because you are sealed with the Holy Spirit. On the day that you were born again, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in you. Paul says, I desire that you all speak in tongues or that you all pray in tongues. Desire it. Mm -hmm. Want it. Why not go for something that you have? But if you don't, there's nothing wrong with you. Because you still have the ability to do the works that God has called you. Because think about it. One of the things we read in Mark chapter 16 is they will pick up snakes. A misconception, Africa again, is bringing snakes into the service. And everybody just starts touching snakes. Oh, thank you. (laughs) For the record, anybody listening, not a new song (laughs) in America. But people begin to pick up snakes, right? People begin to pick up snakes. The reason why that's asinine is because what did we say? The Holy Spirit leads. The Holy Spirit gives utterance. And everything he does is going to point back to Jesus. So when you're snake partying... Exactly, you are believers, you've read the scripture, you're laughing, imagine the unbeliever. And people then shun away from the gospel because of that very fact. So we must understand that it is the Holy Spirit who leads and what he requires of you is your obedience that you would speak in tongues. When you speak in a tongue, the next thing and I'm gonna wrap up a little bit early praise the Lord when you speak in a tongue, here's my question okay, in Acts chapter 2 when they began to speak in this tongue did they know the languages they were speaking okay like some go, oh <laughs> check me out I'm speaking French right now ah, listen to that, and great just came up, <laughs> French man you know, or hey, I'm doing German, I'm doing German. Did they do that? So they did not know cognitively what language they were speaking. we Correct? Okay. But what about the hearers? The hearers heard the language in their native tongue. Right? They heard the speech of the gospel, the glorification of the magnificent thing that the Lord has done in the native tongue. The gift is to the speaker. The hearer then just picks it up. And that's what's important here is that when you're speaking in tongues, you don't have a cognitive ability to know the language that you're speaking. If it's supernatural. Obviously, if you go study German, that's a different thing, right? But if it's supernatural, you don't know the language that you're speaking. Because if I say, right, you might go, whoa, bro, oh, what well, you just said. And it might seem like it's not a language to you. It might seem like it's gibberish to you. But what I actually said was king of kings. So I could be glorifying God. Speaking something that is glorifying the magnificence of God in a place of worship to where I get edification. But if you hear it, the gift is not of hearing. The gift is of speaking. So the hearer might hear whatever they hear. That's not my job. My job is to speak as the Holy Spirit gives utterance. So it's not something to be afraid of. It's not something to shun. It's something to desire and let God give it to you. We all agreed. God is, and all the time, God gives good gifts. So if he gave us tongues, tongues are good. Not evil, not bad. Just because somebody went and made a fake $100 bill, y'all ain't going to refuse if I give you a $100 bill. None of you are going to say, there's a fake one out there, so don't even give me the original. Nobody does that. Even though we all know there are fake ones out there, we still take the original ones. And it's time to time we get the fake ones. We go, ah, I got hoodwinked. But it doesn't mean that the next day I'm going to be like, from now on I'm done with hundreds. No more Benjamins in my life. (laughs) Nobody says that. In the same way, don't throw away the skip. Desire it. You're no less of a believer if you don't haven't, but why not desire something that's great? And I'll show you the greatness of it. Oh, you want to say something? Here. That's okay. Hold on. That's what I write. Yeah. We're going to check your theology, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, go, ahead. You, uh, go ahead. Yeah,
1: go ahead. Um, I'm just listening to what you're saying. It's an excellent word. Uh, I wanted to bring it back down to what we're all experiencing, like right now with you and when we go into the service. Just because we all have ears doesn't mean we all hear the same. And that as we into the service, I believe we need to be praying in the spirit while we're in the service so that we hear what pastor is saying in a way we can understand it and that we have a repentant heart and mind, which means mm-hmm. that we have a different mindset when we leave the service according to the Holy Spirit.
0: And that's another thing that we're supposed to cover praying in the spirit. This is Romans chapter six, means you're praying in your in your uh, spiritual language. Again, I'm going to show you something here. Okay, the Holy Spirit is an advocate. Are we all in agreement? Okay, this is a legal term. An advocate is the same as a, as a, as a lawyer, right? When you come to God, you're going to make a what? It's another legal term. I can petition, I can petition the judge for justice in a matter. The advocate understands the law, okay? I don't really know it. I know how the steps work. But I'm going to get an advocate who understands the law to present my petition before the judge. We together. At some point during the proceedings, I talk. Might be asked a question. I might be asked a thing, and I'm going to speak. But for me to get the best out of this whole process, I need to allow my advocate to speak on my behalf because he understands the law better than I do. When you're praying in tongues, you are letting your advocate make petition for you to God because he understands how things work better than you and I do. That's why there's an encouragement to speak in tongues so that your advocate can present your case for you before the judge. Does that make sense? Pray, yeah. I said I moved, did you not hear me? I said I moved from speaking, I'm not going to pray. Rewind the tape. (laughs) I'm just messing with you, brother. Okay, yes, praying. I'm talking about the praying aspect here. I'm talking about the praying aspect. that when you pray, you're letting your advocate lead the way for you. Because, again, what does the Bible say about us in praying? Romans chapter 8. We know not how we ought to pray. We don't know how we ought to pray. We think we do, but we don't. And that's why... You need the Holy Spirit to be your advocate and to help you to petition before the Father. Amen? Okay, any questions? Okay, good. All right, let's pray. Father, I just thank you in the name of Jesus. Now, if you you don't, or you have not yet spoken in tongues and you want to receive the gift of speaking in tongues that's you i'm going to give you an opportunity to do so okay so i want you to remain i'm going to dismiss the class here in a few and then just remain and then we'll pray together nothing weird and just pray that the holy spirit just helps you in that particular direction lord i thank you for each and every single person that is here and i praise you that you desire for us to grow in greater works that we can be your hands and feet and I thank you that we're pointing back to you the importance of Jesus, the importance of your kingdom, the importance of you, because you have called us to lift you up. You said, if I be lifted up, I would draw men unto myself. And that's our desire, Lord, to build your kingdom. So not unto us, but to you be all the glory. And I thank you that as people leave and they ponder, they muse, and they think on these things which we're commanded to do, Joshua 1 verse 8. To not let the book of the Lord depart from our hearts and mouths, but to meditate on it. And as we meditate and think it through and and try to figure that you will come into that place and you will... fix it and you will put pieces of the jigsaw puzzle that are missing so that we can get the picture you want us to get i honor you that even as we've got going to service or those that have already been that they've heard the word on tongues from a different mouth and that it all comes together and that the authority all rests in you we honor you and praise you in jesus name amen okay so next week pastor ken will be here to speak on healing so if you can be uh, be here. I will not be here because I will be preaching in the main service. So it's going to be great. And then after that, the last week is on deliverance, my favorite subject of all the four subjects we're talking about. So if you can be here, I would love it. It'll be fun. Okay? All right. Have a good day.